You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Hi there, thank you for listening to this week's Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. On the eve of the final British classic of the season, the Betford St. Ledger at Doncaster. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 15th of September. Now it may be Frankie Dettori's final ride in a British classic tomorrow where he'll be aboard favourite arrest. But the horse that's dominated the headlines in the build-up is Desert Hero. Because tomorrow he'll be bidding to become the first classic winner in the Royal Silks since 1977. He gave His Majesty the King and Her Majesty the Queen a wonderful day when he won the King George V handicap at Royal Ascot and it would be quite something were he to land the spoils on Townmore tomorrow. He was also victorious at Glorious Goodwood last time in Group 3 company and his trainer William Haggis spoke with Nick earlier this week to provide an update on how he's been getting on since then. Yeah, he's doing very well physically, Nick. He's, um, yeah, I'm very pleased with him. He's doing very well and did a bit of his last bit of work this morning, which seemed to go well as long as he trots up well tonight. Then uh, it's all systems go. I I realise that, you know, horses can make fools of you nine times out of ten, but every so often you look like a genius. And to be fair, you did say on this podcast in about February, I'm going to win that. Well, you didn't say I'm going to win. I'm aiming him at the King George V at Ascot. And indeed, it all came brilliantly to fruition. At that point, had you thought much beyond that as to what sort of horse he was going to be? No, but he he never, I think I've been saying this for a while now, he never thrived at all in the spring, in the, win, in the winter and the spring. So we always liked him as a two-year-old, um, but he's developing now and that's the pleasing bit. And really, um, I don't know where it'll end. He's got himself up to a pretty good level, but he's going to need to step forward again if he's going to win the ledger. I thought at Goodwood, he he looked quite fast, or looked faster than he had done previously. Uh, but after the, after that, you said to me, "I've I've got absolutely no doubt about him staying the ledger trip." Do you do you remain as confident? Well, I guess as we get nearer the race, I probably won't, <laughs> um, because that's nature. But. Um, you know, I, I think he's got every chance. He's starting to relax well. He relaxed very well at Goodwood, uh, albeit there were only six runners. But, he, you know, he's um, he's got a chance of getting it. But he, he, he hopefully won't be hitting the front four furlongs out anyway. And clearly, everybody knows that this runner is going to have significantly more attention than, than any ordinary runner in the St. Ledger because of the ownership. Have you been able to to carry on fairly unhindered by that, or is it is it something that puts extra pressure on? Oh, so far, it's been very straightforward. It's um, like any other race. We have a few uh, runners for the King and Queen this week at Doncaster, so I'm sure they'll attract a bit of attention too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's for us. It's just normal. We've got lots to worry about and lots to think about. Uh, all every day, all day. So, uh, you know, obviously it's 
uh, very exciting for us to have a chance in a classic. We don't get many of those. Um, and the fact that it's uh, the king and the queen is even better. But uh, that's what we're paid to do. So we're trying to deliver. John Gosden runs three in the race and spoke to Nick about their chances, starting with the two more fancied runners and whether he'd influence Frankie Dettori's decision to ride Judmont's arrest, who won the Jeffrey Freer stake impressively on his last start, over Queen's Vars winner and longtime favourite for the race, Gregory. No, no, I mean, he knows the horses well. I left the decision entirely up to him. It was probably pretty well swayed by the fact that they had about 30 millimetres of rain in the last few days and that uh, quite frankly it's what the clerk of the course called proper soft uh, Rose Hill round the back in the country into the straight which is soft so even by Saturday it's going to have plenty of given it and uh, and I think Frankie felt that arrest is favoured by that ground whereas Gregory given his sire line is not necessarily so so I left the decision up to Frankie not my you know which one he rides is his choice and he's chosen arrest I mean, obviously, you train Golden Horn, and you've trained quite a lot of his progeny as well. Is it a very marked preference? Do you find with with them that they do pre- like him? They do prefer top of the ground. Yeah, but Gregory's out of a Galileo mare, so he he may well he may well handle it, but it's not a given. Whereas uh, Frankie's confident the other horse will. So, and it could just be that slightly slow dead ground come Saturday drying out. Uh, and they they both do look like like really strong strong stayers. I mean, do you see them as both as cup horses next year, or 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 could a rest be a more of a middle distance type horse? Yeah, I mean you, you you're moving on quickly there uh, to next year and cup races. Look, I mean obviously both horses are one over a virtually well a mile to quarters and one mile five and a half, so they get that well. And getting the the two miles and getting the two and a half miles that's 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 a whole different ball game. So I think we'll just uh, the three year olds now see where we take it. As soon as some of them can get quicker with age, you know. Mm. It's quite a good race, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's uh, we haven't had a runner for two or three years in it actually, but it's uh, there's nine horses, all of whom belong in the race. They all have good, good solid form. So uh, I think it's a small but quality field. A big opportunity for for Kieran Schumacher is obviously going to be more involved in your stable moving forward on on, on Gregory. What is it you like about him, John? The horse or the jockey? Yeah, the, well, both, but the jockey, the jockey principally. Yeah. No, I he he rode for me as a, as a school kid. So I've known him a very long time. He used to come and ride out in his school holidays when he was 14, 15, 16. So I have known him a long time. Very good hands, good feel for a horse, uh, very well balanced. You know, he's he's ridden a lot of very nice races. So he's a talented young man. Simple as that, but I have known him a long time. Um, I've got to finish off where we started with the with the St. Ledger itself, the Bedford St. Ledger, because everyone will be screaming, what about Middle Earth? Because we talked to David Redvers yesterday and he seemed very hopeful and um, people who've been crunching the numbers say that the time he put up through the last part of the race at, at, uh, at York was very, very good. Where does he stack up ability-wise with the other two? Well, I think he's got plenty of ability. He's a horse we've always liked. He's been a bit of a slow burner to come through. Uh, having said that, you know... He's done nothing wrong. I was very impressed with him in the Melrose, where he came from, quickened up. But, of course, that was on good, good to firm ground. And it would be a little bit of a question here because his sire was an absolute favourite of ours, Roaring Lion, but he was not, given his sire line, kittens joy is not surprising, he was not a lover 
of soft ground. He might have battled it out in the QE2, hating the ground. That's how much heart he had. But overall, he was a top-of-the-ground horse. And this fellow moves very smoothly like his father, and low action. So I am concerned for him. We hadn't had that rain when, when he was uh, supplemented. And probably, you know, if we'd known that, might have thought long and hard about it. But uh, we were very much hoping for good good ground. But it could it could slightly be his undoing. But, uh, you know, there's also like, let's, let's run, let's see. You don't know until you run him. But I would, would be concerned about the ground for him now. Well, the last time Frankie won the St. Ledger, he was wearing the Judmont silks aboard Logician in 2019, and Judmont's racing manager Barry Marne had his say yesterday on whether he was surprised at all by Frankie's choice to partner their cult by Frankel. No, not with the rain, not with the rain falling, you know, it makes sense, I suppose, when you sit down and look at the variables. You know, the horse handles soft ground, which is a, a positive. Um, He'll hopefully stay the trip, which is a positive, and you know maybe some of the other runners in the race. There's a little bit of uncertainty about the ground. Um, how? I mean, you've you've seen him now. He obviously the the Derby was a big disappointment, but other than that, he's done he's done very well this year. How how high a caliber horse do you actually believe Arrest is now? He's look. He's in fairness, Nick. He's done nothing wrong. We we made a bad call with him twice this year. Once in uh, the Derby, we shouldn't have run, and, and again in Royal Ascot, and that was our fault. Um, but apart from them two races, he's done nothing wrong, and you know he looked to be back to his best in Newbury the last day. And uh, you know I think he's still a very much an unexposed horse. Jockey Kieran Schumach, as mentioned by John Golston, is taking a more prominent role in his yard and looks likely to take over the number one spot from Frankie next year. He's clearly been on standby to ride what could be seen as the second string, but like many others, I'm not convinced that Gregory is. He was very good at the Royal Meeting in the Queen's Vars and just went a bit hard in front at York last time, but he still finished third behind Continuous, Aidan O'Brien's first string for tomorrow, and the step back up in trip will be much more to his liking. Nick caught up with Kieran yesterday after declarations to see if he always expected to be aboard Gregory. Oh, I was talking to him about it yesterday and... I didn't envy his decision, to be honest. Um, When he said it, I think it really did come down to sort of 50-50 up until this morning. And obviously he's been in contact with the clerk of the course there at Doncaster and he's made his decision, but um, I didn't envy him. I'm guessing you must have ridden both these horses quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've galloped both of them. Um, Arrest is probably a little bit more flashy at home. He shows a little bit more. Uh, Gregory certainly switches it on on the track. And Gregory does keep going. I mean, it was very striking. I mean, I know it was obvious to everybody who, who had a close-up view, but I've very rarely seen a beaten horse gallop that hard through the line as he did at, at York last time. It looks like there's no bottom to him at all. Sure. And, you know, the pace they went, the strong tempo throughout, and the other two... Um, James Ferguson's horse and the other horse that escapes me now um, obviously completely fell out of the back of the TV and you know he was only beaten about four lengths he he wasn't stopping He he's a relentless galloper and I don't know obviously the ground uh, is a bit of you know if it does remain soft ground it's a bit of an unknown but um, I, I don't think he'll mind it uh, Are you were you secretly quite pleased that he went the other way? Honestly, it's 50-50. I galloped the rest yesterday morning and he gave me a great feel. Frankie was on Gregory. 
he likewise so it was uh, I, I i was just waiting to be told um how that ground at Doncaster, even though they've had a, an absolute bucket load of rain it does dry quite well doesn't it normally yeah and we've got a couple of drying days so you know i I think at worst it could be, you know, it could be good to soft ground. So, you know, Gregory would definitely go on good to soft. And and for you, I mean, it's a it's a big moment, big opportunity. Um, have you have you found yourself easing into a into a greater role quite comfortably? Obviously, you've been the subject of masses of speculation this season, but everyone seems to be fairly fairly clear on where you're at now. Well, I've been riding out for Mr. Gosden for a few weeks now, and um, he's been giving me some nice opportunities on Saturdays. Um, things haven't quite clicked as I hope they would have just yet. You know, I've ridden some nice horses on Saturdays, and for one reason or another, they haven't uh, been winning. But um, he's shown a lot of faith in me. I've been working hard. I've been riding out there plenty, and uh, it's really nice to be given this opportunity. A little bit earlier, we heard John Gosden touch on the chances of Qatar Racing's Middle Earth, and he's got clear concerns over the ground. But racing manager David Redmers believes he more than warrants his place in this field. Well, you, you don't go supplementing a horse in a race like that unless, unless your trainer and jockey are both um, very keen that you do so. Um, it's turned into you know hugely competitive and telling race the Melrose, and... Um, he won us in pretty scintillating style. He's he's a homebred um, out of a out of a, a stakes winning mare called Red Heron, who um, funny enough we bought here as a, a yearling um, a few years back. And um, he's just been a he, he was always one of the most imposing, best looking yearlings, but he was just quite slow maturing. And um, like all of the Roaring Irons, when he's when he's got on the racetrack he's he's put his best foot forward and uh got this wonderful trying temperament you know he tries really really hard so you know that he's likely to stay um and you know that he's going to try his socks off and that's a pretty good combination for the St Ledger. Now one who could be too big a price is Chesspiece who runs in the Godolphin Silks for trainers Simon and Ed Crisford as he was just a neck behind Desert Hero last time at Goodwood and he's currently more than double his price at around 12 to 1. He's by Nathaniel and stamina looks his forte but does he have the class to win a St Ledger? Well that's exactly what Nick asked Ed Crisford earlier today. I think you know, it, he has slightly been running over shorter trips than we, we wanted to, bar the Queen's Vars. But that day, the ground was just a bit quick for him. And he still ran with huge credit. But he is all about sort of soft ground and a trip. And the St. Ledger should have that on Saturday. Um, although he does have about four lengths to make up on sort of our figures um, with the top-rated horses in the race. So if he can improve... He will be in the mix, but he's got to improve. That's quite an interesting observation. You think he's got several lengths to make up. I said he was just a neck behind Desert Hero. It suggests to me that you're rating that great voltage of form significantly in advance of the Gordon Stakes form. Is that is that a reasonable inference to draw from what you just said? I, I think it is reasonable, yes. I think, you know, you've got a rest in there as well, um, who loves the soft ground. Um, and I think... You know, those two at the top of the market are going to be, you know, we are, we do need, yeah, we do need a few lengths to make up on them. 
but there's no reason we are an improving horse still lightly racehorse with the soft ground and the the trip that we want um there's no reason that we can't improve um you know an extra few lengths and given that long straight and his style of galloping are you happy to let james doyle be pretty bold on him I think you can be bold, but it is a long straight, and it you know it's going to be a proper grinding test, especially with the softer conditions. And I think it's going to be drying out today and tomorrow. I don't think there's any more rain due, and it'll just be a bit sticky and dead. And if that is the case, it is going to be a proper grinders match. So I think you're going to have to, you know, you don't you don't want to be using up too much energy early, but you can definitely be a bit bold on him for sure. Finally, a quick line on Doncaster on Sunday, because it's then that we'll see the return of last year's 1,000 guineas winner, Cachet, after 457 days off the track. In the Group 3 set to Philly stakes over seven furlongs, it's great to see her back, and her trainer, George Bowie, conveyed his excitement and also discussed how she's been training in the lead-up. Yeah, delighted with her, Nick. Um, obviously, it's been a, a long wait, and um, everyone's been very patient. She's She's sort of tested off the patients a few times, but um, no, just one little niggle after another. And I think with the filly of her, you know, her profile and, and her value, we've just had to bide our time. And this has been the target for a while. Yeah, you found a nice stepping stone to something for her. What might that something be if all goes well at the weekend? I hope so. Um, look, she's in the Sun Chariot at Newmarket. She's in the foray. Um but I think Sunday will tell us a lot. She worked super this morning. Um, quite slow ground in Newmarket. We had 11 mils of rain overnight, and, and it was certainly on the soft side, closer to soft probably. And um, yeah, the, the ground is going to be going for her a bit. But we've had a warm spell recently, and, and the better the ground, the better chance for her, I'd say. Well, there we go. Thank you very much once again for listening. Nick, we'll be back with you as usual on Monday morning. Have a lovely weekend and I'll be back with you next Friday. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.